Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, Corruption Reigns. Also, the V-Team takes a look at contradictory polls in the U.S. Senate race. And in just about seven weeks, the state legislature is back in Montgomery. Well, yeah. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. Be afraid. Be very afraid. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR, Susan Britt, associate editor and research guru par excellence. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me today. Thank you for having oh, us. Thank We're you. Yeah. Glad Great. to be Good. here. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. Yeah. Well, we had two polls this week, Susan, that addressed the U.S. Senate race. Mm -hmm. And one seems legit. The other one seems like it has a massive outlier. But we'll talk about the two polls one at a time. Uh, Alpha, the Farmers Federation, has endorsed uh, Tommy Tuberville, mm -hmm. Coach Tuberville. They endorsed him before uh, former Senator Jeff Sessions got into the race. They have now done a poll after John Merrill dropped out of the race. And it shows that among likely Republican voters, Sessions is polling about 35, and Tuberville is about 31%, neck and neck within the margin of error. That poll also shows that there's a stronger favorable rating for Tuberville at a 4 to 1 as compared to Sessions with a 3 to 1. Tuberville is running pretty strong right now. There's, you know, Sessions has still got a lot of negatives with all the stuff that he, with all the stuff that went on with Trump. So they're kind of, while they're neck and neck, it's, it's, you know, looking a little more like Tuberville. Uh, I, I look. <laughs> I just can't. I can't. I can't believe that that Tommy Tuberville is is leading or is neck and neck with Jeff Sessions. Yeah. I mean, I just, I, it's it's hard to fathom. I, I as we know and has been well documented, I am not a big Jeff Sessions fan. Uh, that said, the knock on him is that he did the right thing. Uh, when when confronted with the Trump situation, right. uh, you know the investigation, he did what he was supposed to have done, right. and that's the he didn't do the wrong thing to help this guy, and that's the knock at but, that point. But Tuberville has really been connecting with folks. He's got a big name ID. I mean, he was at the Farmers Federation meeting, the big state meeting last week, and he sounded like. A clown. <laughs> a clown. 100% clown is what he sounded I, like. To me, he sounded like a parody of 
Judge Roy Moore on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly right. You know, I mean, if you look at his points that he made in the speech, and you look at some of the things he's trying to, you know, gin up as 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 a controversy, it looks exactly like a Roy Moore strategy. Yeah, but we believe it when Roy Moore says it. You know, I'm not sure I believe it when Tommy Tuberville. Well, it looks like a carbon copy. So what's to believe? It lets yeah. you think Roy Moore believes in what I mean, he's saying. You cannot sure be more Roy about. Moore than Roy. No, Moore. you can't. You really can't. But you know, I just I don't understand. What go to Tommy Tuberville's website sometime, and somebody please go down the list of the issues that he cites on the website and his positions on these issues, and tell me why you're voting for him. I, that's what I would like to know. Tell me what he says there on the issues that affect you personally, on the things on your everyday life that he's going to affect while in the U.S. Senate. Right. Tell me what he says on that website or in person or at any time that positively affects you. Well, and I, I want to look at it like this. Tell me what Jeff Sessions has done in the last 25 years when he was there and what he's going to do for us in the future. Yeah. But he did you look a lot for us when he was there. You, I mean, he, Richard Shelby, the one thing point. that he did mm -hmm. was go along with Richard Shelby. Mm -hmm. He did not get involved. He wanted immigration. He wanted mm -hmm. these big ticket items. Uh, pro, you know, uh, Russia, I mean, not pro-Russia, but anti-Russia. He was pretty hard, pro-Russia. Uh, hardcore, hardcore on immigration was his main policy. I mean, people think that putting children in cages and yeah. and all that was a Trump policy. No, that's a... That's, no, it was Jeff Sessions. Jeff, 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 Jeff. And, and his boy is, uh -huh. is there, uh, yeah. Miller. Yeah. Uh, and, and listen, you're right, you're 100%. And, and I think that, uh, I, uh, to me, among a lot of my more progressive people, I think Richard Shelby... Uh, for better or worse, gets a lot of a free pass in, in, in some cases because he has been uh, this guy who is, uh, you see, almost is above it all. He you is. know what I mean? Yeah. He is. He's more of a stately sort. Even if you disagree with him, you can you can sort of respect the way that he goes about and handles his business. Yeah. He doesn't get into the fray. He doesn't say a bunch of idiotic nonsense no. or sound bites. You know, he just tells you what he thinks, and yeah. and he sometimes and he'll explain why he thinks that way. And you're like, yeah, listen, I disagree with that, but I understand your point. But also, Richard Shelby spent the last umpteen however many years he's been there for thirty now actually working to bring stuff to mm -hmm. Alabama. I mean, the most recent thing was, was matching the money with the gas tax mm -hmm. for the port. Yeah. I mean, the, and, and that's important oh, for Alabama. There's another guy that's been very, very uh, yeah. successful at getting things passed to help out Alabamians. <laughs> and he's well, currently in the U.S. Yeah, Senate. and, and that's yep. Doug yeah, Jones. Doug Jones, and I agree I mean, with that. Doug I mean, Doug Jones. Military widows, yeah, I, you I mean, know. Doug Jones, Job. if he did not have an R by his name, would win. I mean, a, a D, D by, by his, his name. name would win in a landslide. Oh, yeah. Because he's done a great job. Yeah. While he's there, I want to get short to. Time he's been there, I want to get to the uh, this next poll. This is the poll that was released by Jeff Sessions' campaign, and while it shows Bradley Byrne, Chief Justice, former Chief Justice Moore, and all the rest, pretty much the same as the poll that came out of Alpha, it shows that Jeff Sessions is leading Tommy Tuberville by 21 points, Susan. Well, that's really good for fundraising, isn't it? Yeah. It's really good to kind of, you know, scare people away from your opponents and get get all that money into your coffers. That, and that's, you know, I, I, at listen, least what I would do, I I, I think you're, you're probably right that the poll is a sham. However, if I were looking at it, I would think, yeah, that's about right. Well, I mean, you know, Jeff Sessions should beat Tommy Tuberville. Tommy Tuberville's done nothing. He said nothing of, of substance for anything. And why wouldn't Jeff Sessions? You know, for an and, Auburn and, guy, you're certainly bitter towards Tuberville. <laughs> <laughs> well, in, in all normal circumstances, I would think the same thing. But according to, you know, Brandon and Jonathan and folks like that, that are going to all of these Republican meetings and talking to people about this very race, 
they're seeing a lot of dissent on sessions that it wasn't there four years ago. Now, while he did the right thing, I will agree with that. Mm -hmm. There's still a dissension in the ranks, and I have to wonder if some of the Tuberville votes are the anti-session vote. Well, and, and, and maybe people just don't, you know, maybe people just want some new blood up there. But the thing that I have to remind people is that whoever you send in this crowd, mm -hmm. you're sending uh, somebody that's, you know, can get senior coffee anytime at McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I that, that's a right. problem. I think you're right. The, the appeal of Tuberville, really the only appeal of Tuberville is that he's a outsider, yeah, uh, you is. know, and, and that he's not been in the game. And so they see him as this Trump guy and he's aligned himself with Trump. Yeah, and, yeah. And now, but, yeah. But, but again, I mean, well, he's a noun and a verb and Trump. Yes. That's yeah. his whole, yeah. whole speech. Oh, no, 100%. All right, well, we're gonna have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Steal thousands, give away millions, that's eh, okay, it's just Alabama. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. The Energy Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seat belts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. A lot can change in five years, except those smile lines you treated with Bellafill, because that's about how long Bellafill will keep them smooth and filled, five years. Now you can always look your best without all those injections, appointments, and costs. Bellafill is the only dermal filler that stimulates and maintains collagen growth long-term. Now time is on your side. 20 bucks. It won't buy much in the way of Christmas cheer. Yet it means plenty of hope for the homeless. Your $20 feeds 10 at the Jimmy Hale Mission. The more you give, the more we feed. Help us nurture those with nothing else and show them the true spirit of the season. To give, please call 323-5878 or visit jimmyhalemission.com today. The holiday season and Santa Claus is coming round. The Christmas snow is white on the ground. When old Santa gets into town, he'll be coming down the chimney down. Welcome back to the V, the voice of it's Alabama politics. Josh, this past week you wrote Alabama's justice system is now encouraging political corruption. And, and as evidence of that, we can look at uh, what happened up in Birmingham with the Birmingham Waterworks, Sherry Lewis, mm -hmm. first vice president, 
of the board, mm -hmm. had been basically enriching herself uh, and, and helping contractors get millions in contracts that were way over what they should have been. Mm -hmm. And instead of punishing her, like you would a common criminal, mm -hmm. they basically gave her not a slap on the wrist, but a pat on the butt and said, don't do it again. Yeah, yeah she went, uh, basically served uh, 22 days in jail uh, in between uh, her conviction and her sentencing, and that's going to be the extent of her jail time. Uh, you know, she's going to have to do 400 hours of service and pay some restitution. But, you know, I, I think, and, and the judge in the case said, oh, well, I really hope that this doesn't send the message that we're tolerating this. Well, it's, it's exactly, it's exactly what it does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're saying it out loud, that's what you're doing. I, and, you know, and, and I, but, you know, to be fair here, this isn't, he wasn't the only judge who's done this. You know, this is, uh, it's a pattern that we have where if somebody shows up in a courtroom wearing a suit, or in her case, a pantsuit, uh, the inclination is that that's a good person. You know, that's a good person that had a lapse in judgment. Well, she didn't have a lapse in judgment. She had about a thousand lapses of judgment. You know, the same with Mike Hubbard, the same with all of these other folks that get convicted. Uh, they're supposed to be hand, uh, held to a higher standard. Uh, here, you know, that's they're they're the protectors of our money. Uh, they're the people who watch over this stuff. They're the, the they're supposed to be the people that we trust to handle these government contracts. And time and again, they are handing them out to benefit themselves here. I and, mean, and, and and receiving little they, punishment. They talked about she fifty dollars steak, seventy dollars bottles of wine. Yeah. You know, living it up, and then awarding contracts that were sometimes three and four times what it should have been, mm -hmm. Susan. Yeah. And the Birmingham Waterworks is in a mess, just had to raise their fees. For the 10th year in a row. Yeah. And, and again, there's always been corruption around this thing. But here a judge says, well, honey, you know, hey, if, if I stole $1,000, $10,000, right? I stole $10,000. Mm -hmm. And I enabled other people to steal a million dollars. I would go to jail. Yeah. Do, do, you would go to jail. Do not pass go. Do not collect your $200. It'd be go straight from the courtroom, unlike Hubbard, or the rest of these, um, straight from the courtroom into the jailhouse. But these, they don't want to put their buddies in jail. Yeah. I mean, but yeah. so so the next guy that comes along, which we'll talk about the limestone sheriff, I mean, the limestone judge here in a minute, they keep saying, oh, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Just do it. We'll give you a pat on the wrist or, you know, you'll get a get out of jail free card, you know, before you ever actually commit Well, right now, Mike Hubbard has been, he was convicted, what, almost four years ago? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sentenced almost four years ago. And the bozos on the state Supreme Court have not ruled on it. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, Josh, he's one of them. Yeah, he's one of them. And, and I think that when you have that sort of a system, it just really encourages uh, the corruption that we've seen. And we've seen this for years in this state now. Uh, you know, and... And you're seeing it now on a national level where it's, you don't want to, you know, this guy, yeah, he's, but he's one of us. You yeah. know, he's, he's, he's our guy. Yeah. This is our boy, you know. Yeah. And I, I don't understand that. I mean, you know, I, I talked about the other day in a column about, you know, Oliver Robinson and, and all Anthony Weiner and all these other guys. You know what? Be gone with you. I don't care yeah. that you, you might have voted my way or, you know, that you had some positions that I agreed with. You stole money when you weren't supposed to do that or you had some other sort of uh, scandal that went on. I'm happy for you to go away. You know, no, there's I don't somebody care. more deserving it, that can have that seat. Right. If it's a Democrat, Republican. No. I don't care if you broke the law, broke the law. But somebody asked me, does partisan divide, do you think it will ever swing back? 
And I don't think it will. I don't I think see it's it. I don't see it in our lifetime. I don't know. I, I think that you see a lot now where people are, are really fed up, especially, I, I would say, among more Democrats uh, there than you see on Republicans. Republicans are pretty, <laughs> pretty uh, solidified behind the president right now in the impeachment deal, right? It, which is astounding to me. But aside from that, you see a lot of Democrats that have, that have come out now and they are they're less willing to forgive people that have been around for a while. You saw it with Hillary Clinton. You're seeing a lot with Joe Biden right now. Uh, you know, Al Franken got the shaft over there. Uh, and I think that they have so, so many people in that you know, liberals or progressives or whatever are now kind of fed up with this system that rewards people just because you're, you, you've been in office for yeah. a long time and allows them to get away with whatever. And I think a lot of people have stood up and said, you know what, that's wrong and we're not going to put up with it anymore. Well, I, I think we, we really need for more of our elected officials to say something about this, but they don't, mm. Susan. They don't. And, and it's the jersey. Now, I do have to say that we were talking to somebody the other day. There seems to be a bit of a fraction coming in the Republican Party in that there are people that are going, you know what, y'all are letting this go on a little too much. I'm not sure that this is the same party that I signed on to. Mm. However, the ones that are still there, the ones that are staunch behind all of this are just letting people run amok and not realizing that, you know, somebody else is sitting back going, hmm, they got away with it. Hmm. We've had six to eight Republican lawmakers either be indicted, convicted, or forced from office and to do some other kind of mediation because yeah. they didn't want to send them to jail. And we were talking about yeah. the statewide level. I mean, you know, yeah. the, the, yeah. the state house level. Yeah. We're not talking yeah. about all the uh, stuff that's going on in the sheriff's yeah. offices and, and, that's the, and the judges and all that. The yeah. thing up in Limestone County, we got about mm -hmm. a minute 13. Judge up in Limestone County uh, was what? Uh, Bilkin Seniors. Bilkin Seniors, yeah. dead Just, people. Yeah. Uh, They've, he's been indicted. The, the indictment is not the right. same as a conviction. He was but, arrested by the sheriff, yeah. who's also under indictment. <laughs> <by> <laughs> conviction. I mean, it's yeah. our for felony uh, ethics charges. I mean, look, it's. Uh, I think, it, and I'll say this: if this were in this same state, if all these people were still labeled Democrats, uh, we would still have the same problem because we've had a one-party system for a long time yeah. here, whether it was one party or the other, and we have a system in place in our justice system here that is not punishing people properly and not holding them accountable to what's going to what they're doing. But there used to be a time when we believed that violating the public trust mm -hmm. was a more offensive crime than robbing a bank. Yes. But now we have become so accustomed to crooked politicians yes. who betray the public trust that we are no longer offended by it. Yeah, we, we've- It's uh, common day we, now. We're excusing it. We're yeah. excusing it away and, and saying that, well, you know, he's a good person. He's done a lot of good for the community. No, and, no. You know, he's had a lapse. In well, no, last word is gonna be crook's a crook, <laughs> no matter what the label. That's right. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. What will the legislature do in seven weeks? <laughs> we'll be right back with more news. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting. 
plus a great future for Alabama. Success plus. Go for it. Hey man, what are you doing today? Um, pleasant game. Thought I'd go out for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a head on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Is Merry Christmas to you. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Susan, we were looking at some studies over the last couple of weeks, some that showed the, that child hunger in Alabama. We have children that in some counties where 30% of the children do not have enough food to eat, will not have enough food to eat. We looked at a story recently, a survey recently, which Alabama is sixth highest in the nation in child poverty. Mm -hmm. There is not a child alive that wish to be born into a poor family. Alabama says it is pro-life, but yet when it comes to those children who have needs, they are ignored mm -hmm. and it's blamed on their parents. Well, a lot of times these are generational mm -hmm. and if children don't have food, if they're in poverty, they most likely will not graduate from high school, they most likely will not get a great job, and they most likely will fail and have children in poverty. What do we do? Uh, that's a good question, and we've got a lot of, some people, some people, not a lot of people, looking statewide about how do we start to try to fix this. You know, you've got 255,000 children in the state of Alabama in poverty, which means they don't have adequate food. They don't have adequate health care. And if we're looking to grow our workforce, then, then we've got to solve this problem. Um, maybe uh, there's been some suggestions about how we did the K, you know, the pre-K program might be a, a starting point here to, because if you don't have children graduating from high school, and Parker did a study years ago that said the if you cross-reference children that did graduate high school and your crime rate in Alabama, they almost completely lay right on top of each other. Plus, if you don't have them finishing high school or learning while they're in high school, how are we going to fill up our workforce as we entertain these companies coming to Alabama, but they're not going to be there. Josh, I mean, we have a lot of folks that do charitable work. Mm -hmm. We are one of the most charitable states, but I argue that these problems are too big for mm -hmm. the network that we have of, of, of charitable institutions. Yeah, you know, I think I could probably solve it. Uh, vote for yourself. Vote for your own interests. Uh, you know, I think that this is something, if you look at the number of people who are, who are here, and you just start looking at numbers, okay? Uh, look at the number of people who are in poverty. Look at the people who are, you know, 255,000 children in this state are living in poverty. We have an unemployment rate now of what? I, I missed the last few press releases. I assume it's in the negative uh, yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah, right. So, uh, so you, we can't really have more people working. You know, we've got, we've got more jobs than people uh, to fill them here. Right. So everybody's working. Yet we still have all these folks in poverty. Yeah. So that tells me that we have elected people 
who are pushing an agenda that aren't helping the people at the bottom. Right. Uh, and I mean, it's as simple as that. And so until you go and vote for yourself and for people in your same economic situation and stop worrying about race and stop worrying about religion and stop worrying about all of these social issues out there that apply zero to your life. Uh, you know, and vote for people who are going to come in and put you first, get you better jobs, make sure you have a pension, make sure your kids can go to college, make sure your schools are adequate for the for your kids, make sure that somebody fixes rural health care, expands Medicaid, do some things like that. Until you do that, this is where we're going to be. All right. And, and it doesn't matter. And if you don't care about the people around you uh, who, who do that, you're going to suffer as well. I mean, Susan, we have to address these problems or the future will suffer. We cannot ignore, just, just because you say, well, we can't fix them. Mm -hmm. Well, we can't fix a lot of things. We just need to start. And, and these guys will come down here and tell you they love God, they follow <laughs> Jesus' principles and all this. But when he said, suffer the little children, come unto me, he meant allow them. It's old English. It didn't mean suffer. They, they said to think it means suffer. But bring, bring them to me. Let me fix these problems. And I got to tell you, I think we're going to have to start looking outside of Montgomery, outside of the State House, for some, some solutions to some of these problems to actually get started, maybe in a small way. But there, there needs to be a group of people that gets together and identifies the problems and starts identifying ways to handle these. Um, they used, but, but they were supposed to be called a legislature. Well, they're not yeah, anymore. That's, that's what I. That's exactly what I'm saying. They're, they're, that's what they're uh, paid to do. They don't do it. So maybe we need to start people. looking somewhere like, else. Yeah, yeah, you need better people. You're going to have to put better people in the legislature because we're, we're, what we have now are people who will shun this idea of helping these folks in need yeah. and in exchange give a billion dollars to a billion dollar company. Yeah, you well, know, well, and that's and, what we got to stop. And one thing he was talking about with uh, you know our improvements here. Yeah, we've improved the job cre our job creation. People going to work, yeah, that's great. But what that did was swing a bunch of children into being uninsured. Yeah, that's true. And and we won't get into the idea of minimum wage or any of that. <laughs> Let's don't go there. <clears throat> well, it's a little over seven weeks oh, until the, the 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 House and the Senate of Alabama come back to Montgomery, and as we always say, hide your liquor and uh, your spouse and your money. And your money. Uh, Make sure you hide your money. Oh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Because they're coming for it. Uh, well, only if you're poor. Yeah, uh, but Josh, <laughs> we, we, we got about two minutes here. What are some of the big things that you think they should address? Uh, gambling. Uh, you know, I think I think the gambling issue and, and health care are, are the two biggest ones, and I'm not sure that they don't sort of go hand in hand. Right. Uh, you know, the, first of all, we need to expand Medicaid. And I think that at this point, it's a ludicrous argument for anybody to say that that hasn't helped states that have done it. That, I mean, that, that, there's, I mean there, there's all the data's in. Uh, we were wrong to not expand it. We were 100% wrong, and it's killing people, literally, in this state. And I think if you're looking for ways to pay that, then we're going to have to figure out a, a way to get this gambling situation uh, handled. And I think there are ways to do that, and I and, and hopefully we can do it without uh, completely, you know, handing over the state to one one entity and one entity alone. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, I think we can make a lot of money. Well, Susan Speaker Mac McCutcheon came together and said we mm -hmm. need to do one big grand deal mm -hmm. that includes the Porch Creek, the the folks in in the different counties that have amendments, mm -hmm. the tracks. We all need to have one grand deal. That benefits the state. Yes. Right. That not, needs to not, be the focus not, here. Not one group yeah. or another. And he said, you know, he's not entertaining just paper lottery, which I was thrilled to hear that. Although it may include a paper lottery, which is yeah. fine. Yeah. But we're looking at actually being able, if what he's talking about 
comes true, we're talking about bringing in $700 million a year. Can you imagine how many problems we can start fixing with that? Well, what I do hope they, what I hope they do not do is bring up a bunch of other silly bills like chemical castration and worried about who is using what bathroom. Don't hold your breath. I'm uh, not going to hold my breath. Yeah, because <laughs> are you planning on them not showing up then? Is that what you're planning on? Well, because you know the idiots he's coming with them. You know, they're on a mission from God. They just don't say which one. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it right there. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.